Local stories are stories of God's grace at work in the lives of those who are part of local church St. Pete. We want to highlight his activity and celebrate his grace. Enjoy these stories. My name's Chuck Redding. Uh, I'm the owner and operator of Redding's Auto Service for the last 36 years. And it's my wonderful wife, Ginger, down there, my spice girl. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to share uh, a local story, although it's not too local. It's started in Boston. Uh, I was born in Waltham, Mass., just, just outside of Boston. I was brought up in a wonderful home, wonderful parents. They uh, uh, took foster children for 36 years, so my house was just a, a nut house all the time. It, it was full of kids. They'd take three or four at a time. It, it, it was interesting. They loved children. Uh, we were a religious family. We, we attended church every Sunday. We used to go to a congregational church. But basically, we used to listen to a social gospel. And, and what that is, is you would come to the church, and, and the preacher would get up, and, and he would talk about Jesus, what a wonderful person he was, and how we should live a lifestyle like he did and be good citizens and do good things, but not too much about the blood of Jesus or being uh, saved again by, by Jesus. <clears throat> so we basically were lost in the church even though we were religious. Well, my mother one day uh, heard about this gospel meeting. Back then, it was during the Jesus movement and the sexual revolution. Everything was going on in the 60s. And so she went and, and uh, attended this meeting that was at a school with this guy named uh, Carl Stevens. And uh, he shared, you know, that we were all sinners and we need to be saved by the blood of Jesus and uh, she gave her life over that night uh, to Jesus. Well, when she came home uh, uh, from, from that meeting, she announced uh, that she'd been saved. And we said, saved? Saved from what? You know? <laughs> and, and, and she said, saved from my sin. And uh, we thought, oh, my gosh, she's lost her mind. She's got involved with some cult or, 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 or whatnot. And... Uh, Wow. We just didn't know what to do because all she wanted to do was talk about Jesus. And we, I used to run out of the house. I was a uh, teenager, and I go, she's crazy. I'm going. <laughs> but in any event, um, from that day on, she shared the gospel with everyone that came to our house. And I can say today that many, many people that uh, are born again and saved, uh, it was from a result of her sharing the gospel with them. And uh, she made no bones about it. If you came in that house, you were going to hear about Jesus before you left. Well, unfortunately, at, at, at that time, uh, I was pretty bad. I rode with an outlaw motorcycle club or gang. I call it a club, but it, it was a gang and, uh, in Boston called the Deacons. And we rode with the likes of the Devil's Disciples, the Hell's Angels, and, and the Red Emeralds. And it, it really was a dark time in my life. Uh, it just, it was really bad. I, I won't even go into the details. But, you know, my mother, she used to pray for me constantly that I'd get saved. Well, one day I got invited to a farm in Western Massachusetts for a concert. In, in those days, in the 60s, you had little groups spring up all over the place, and they'd have these local concerts, and, and you, would, you would go to them and, and uh, just enjoy the music. Well, this was up at a barn. And so when I, I accepted, I, I, I walked in, I seen all these young people in there, and they were 
course, that was during the hippie regime, and kids would be in tie-dye and whatnot. And, and I thought it was odd that a lot of these kids had paperback Bibles with them. And I'm thinking, what is this? So I, I, I sat up in the, in, in the back. And, and uh, when I was sitting there listening to the band play, I, I noticed that they were singing music about Jesus. And I thought, well, this is odd, you know. But I, but I stayed nonetheless. And uh, listen, listen, everything was going on. And then this, this young man came up to me, and uh, he asked me who I was. I told him. And I told him, you know, that I, I rode with an outlaw motorcycle gang and, and that, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting them singing about the blood of Jesus. But I said, listen, I'm not interested in any of this stuff. And he, so he asked me, he said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, if... If you go home tonight, would you read the book of John and come back next week and talk to me about it? And uh, I said, well, I don't know. And he said, well, it's going to hurt. I said, all right. So I left that night. I didn't think too much about it because he was kind of a burnout. This kid had been on drugs and everything else. And the Lord, later on, I found out he saved him. But, uh, you know, I I could relate to him in some sense because I was along here, too. (laughs) And... uh, any event, as as I sat down one night, I started thinking about, gee, if I go back there, you know, and he asked me and his stuff, I'm not even going to know how to answer him. I, you know, he's going to ask me stuff. So I said, I better sit down and read. It was a Wednesday night. I'll never forget. And I sat down and I I, I read the book of John and, a, and an odd thing happened. About halfway through, it was just the only way I can explain it is like scales were falling off my eyes. And these words all of a sudden just had like life in them. I mean, they were like alive, and they, they spoke out to me about how I, I needed a Savior and a sinner and that my life was just really in, in bad shape. So the next week I went back, and I, I sat down and I talked with this fellow, and we spoke about what I'd read, and I told him, I said, man, I'm, I'm a sinner. I, I need a Savior. And we prayed. And I got saved that night. And that was 51 years ago that that happened. <clears throat> and uh, it's been interesting for sure the last 51 years. The early years were a little bit roller coaster as it was as a, as a young Christian. You know, I, 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 you know, I'd fall back and come back. But, you know, God was good to me. And his grace and his mercy, they always convicted me and brought me back. And it's kind of like a little child, you know, when you're raising them up, you got to discipline them. You tell them to do things. They don't do it. you got to bring them back. And finally, they grow into maturity, and you don't need that situation. And well, that's kind of how my life was with the Lord. And years ago, um, I, I got uh, really involved uh, with some real good churches, and, and I was uh, able to travel abroad with Operation Mobilization and uh, many ministries overseas. And in different countries, and back here in the states, I was involved with gospel rescue missions and nursing home ministry, and and being involved with many great, great servants of the Lord. I'm older and a little wiser now, <laughs> but one thing I I want to share is never look at a person, no matter how bad he might be, you know, and you think, oh, this guy, he's you know, he's rough. He he don't want to hear about this because I was rough. And uh, I was a pretty bad dude, but yet I didn't know what God had in store for me. And and uh, my mother's praying, I believe, was was uh, kind of behind that, you know. And uh, the Lord provoked her to pray for me for many, many years. 
And, uh, you know, people say, oh, he's a dirty old gang bike member. You know, he, he, he wanted to know about God. Well, <laughs> God had a different plan for me. Someone once told me that everyone is special, and that is true, because there's only one of you, even you two, okay? <laughs> you might be twins, but you're, you're different. And what makes a thing of great value and a great worth is that there's only one of them. As you know, you know, gold's precious, but there's a lot of gold. But you find like the Hope Diamond where there's only one. People say, what's that worth? Well, they say it's priceless. And everyone here, there's only going to be one of you, okay, ever on this planet. And that's a fact. There'll never be another one. There might be somebody that looks like you or be like you, but there's only one. So all of you are very special and priceless. And I want you to remember that. And you are so important that God came and he sent his son for you to deliver you that you, we all might be in the kingdom of God someday and, and be able to rejoice. And I just want to share just one final thing. My mother, before she passed away, sent me a, uh, a birthday card. And in it she said, you know, there was only two great days in my life for sure. She said, the day you were born and the day you were born again. And she goes, I'll never forget that and rejoice forever with God. Thank you very much for hearing my story. I appreciate it.